I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Of Dyson Friends, your weekly serving of magic, mayhem, and misadventure. I'm Joey, your guide on this crazy journey, and with me are some of my favorite people in all the realm. I may know you, but not everyone does, so who the hell are you? My name is Nolan. Uh, I play Modus Forestfall, also known as Mo, a happy-go-lucky, kind of dopey human monk that gets into all sorts of misadventures because he just trusts too many people. How's it going, everybody? I've known Joey for, you know, one, two, three, ten years. four, five, six, he can count. ten years, maybe. Somewhere along that, but I'm really excited to start this journey with you guys, and I, I just pumped to start. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm Greg, and uh, I'm ready to start. I play J.R. Randstar, <laughs> an all-around great guy. I am a warlock. Uh, my name is Rachel. I've known Joey ever since he popped out of my mother's loins. And uh, so quite some time, quite some time. I play Tana, your resident tiefling um, with a dark past and a little bit of a scowl on her face. Uh, Oh, and I write fantasy books for a living. Happy to be here. Hi, y'all. I'm Aaron. I saw a sign out front that said D&D Podcasters Wanted. Thought it sounded cool, so I headed on down, and here I am uh, looking at my character sheet for an elf named Finian, who is very pale, almost allergic to the sunlight, and he's a druid. Hi, I'm Sarek. Uh, I'll be playing your local mental magic person, also known as a scion. For those of you who aren't aware as well, well, I'll be playing a gith. Basically think half-frog person, no nose. A little bit about me, I guess. I like urban sailing. So what's urban sailing, you ask? Well, just take an office chair, a bed sheet outside, and uh, a lot of broken teeth. That's it. With introductions (laughs) out of the way, I'd like to make a quick note for the D&D veterans out there. Uh, A few of these characters are using homebrew options from the absolutely incredible Kibbles Tasty. So if you see something you don't recognize, it's probably his fault. Anyway, I believe it is time for our story to begin. Shall we get a cheers in before for the first episode? Let's do it. Raise a glass, boys, to our first podcast. Cheers. 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 Chapter one, cold open. Modus, you wake up, grunting from the sharp pain between your shoulder blades. You find yourself staring out over a frozen wasteland surrounded by thickly clouded night sky. Before you stands an orc, holding his fur cloak tightly against the howling wind and driving snow. He looks you up and down. What does he see? Well, he looks upon... Uh, a relatively skinny human, mid-twenties, kind of goofy looking. Uh, you know, he's got some black and gold monk robes. Interesting, uh, interestingly enough, he only has the top half. Uh, he hasn't gotten far enough to get his pants yet. Uh, so his pants are kind of ripped commoner's pants and no shoes. He nods to himself and motions you forward. Uh, ow, ow, ow. Oh, man, that hurt. Oh, um, hello. Welcome back. Um... Uh, I'm happy to be back from, well, this is different. I was, I was just sleeping. Is, oh no, I died, didn't I? Yes. I'll explain everything soon, but there are more that I need to wake up first. Oh, well, um, I think it'd be pretty rude of me to, uh, interrupt. So I guess I'll just, do you know how I died? He shakes his head slowly, but no, he, you get the impression he has no idea. Oh. Um, do you know where my shoes are? 
he looks down at your feet, <laughs> noticing that you are barefoot in this frozen tundra. No, no. If you do not have shoes, it means that shoes are not a part of your identity, your soul. You come here only with what is a part of you. Oh, well, hmm. Hmm. That's going to be pretty cool. You know what? It's fine. I'm being rude. Go ahead and reincarnate the other people. He watches you for a moment. And once you seem to have gotten your bearings and you've stepped out from the icicle that you were frozen inside, he spares a glance skyward before walking along this path, scanning the ice for something. Do you follow? Uh, yeah, I definitely follow. Uh, looking around kind of quietly, um, you know, every once in a while I start to ask a question, but it kind of trails off as I'm realizing, oh man, I'm, I'm actually dead, aren't I? After about 10 feet, he stops to face a pair of souls completely encased in ice, standing upright just in the side of this mountain. He begins casting a spell, and with a loud crack, fractures, fractures form across the ice. And with a short delay, it begins to melt, even though there's no fire. As the ice turns to water, one of the souls stuck in it immediately wakes. Finian, what do you look like? I'm uh, of medium stature. Perhaps five foot five, five foot six. I'm extraordinarily pale, almost to the point of albino. I have gray eyes. And the most notable feature, besides the pointed ears of an elf, uh, are the notably and almost disturbingly twisted growths coming from my head, starting just above the forehead. And they look like antlers, but they're really wood. They look like heavy pieces of gnarled oak growing from my head and growing from said oak antlers are mushrooms of various types. You open your eyes to find a cloaked orc and a disheveled ghostly human staring at you expectantly. I look surprised. (laughs) I think to myself, hmm, I must have died. I know this place, at least I've heard toll of it. Welcome back the orc says, and he gestures you forward out of the ice. The only other um, article on me is a a robe that covers me from neck down to my ankles. It covers my arms, and it's of a mottled color, green, drab, and gray, an elven cloak. Shortly after, the other one encased right next to you stirs. Tana, would you describe yourself? I am absolutely terrified, crouching to the ground clutching my staff tightly against my chest. I remember what happened just before I got here, and I'm not happy. I'm wearing a dress tight-fitting up to my neck with a cloak that drapes behind me because my clothes, anything that hid me was a big part of my identity before. And I let out an angry hiss, (laughs) looking around at the orc and these other two figures, one who I recognize, and I'm angry. Sparks are coming out of my fingers. The orc put puts up his hands, uh, his palms facing you as if to calm you. No, I'm not your enemy. I have come here to rescue you in a way. Where is here? We are in the path of malice, the place for the worst of the worst, but I will explain your situation soon. I have enough power to raise two more if you would just Be so kind as to follow me. My eyes widen and my face crumples, and I clutch my staff even tighter as I fall behind you, head hanging low. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. 
and he walks on. After a moment, he stops to free another. What are you wearing, Jacob, from State Farm? Oh, khakis? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But actually, I am wearing a top hat and the finest clothes. You can tell that he clearly cares about how he looks. In his hand is a cane, and his face is just the finest mustache. Perfectly curled. You awake in a dark, frozen landscape. Before you can react, the orc says, Help him out of his ice. I just have one more to find. Leaving you with three people you've never met before. Hmm, this is quite the strange dream. Um, um, sorry, friend. I, I, I don't think this is Usually a dream. I have more scantily clad ASMR here instead of an ugly orc, but this'll do. Oh, a tiefling. That's new. If this is a dream, it must be a nightmare. I, I really hope Usually it's not a dream. my dreams aren't that sassy. <laughs> <laughs> the orc continues along this mountain path, inspecting the ice, but this time he doesn't stop when he finds another soul. One by one, he shakes his head and scowls, only to move on to the next soul, all the while shooting repeated glances upward. After ten or so minutes of the three of you, now four of you, uh, following him through this mountain trail, he finally arrives at one that seems to satisfy whatever it is he's looking for. Heem, what do they see walled in the ice? Inside the ice is a slender man, green with brown spots where there would be hair, and no nose, as if a skeleton. You recognize this as a gith, often legendary, often rare, but you may have heard of them or seen them before. His eyes are closed, but a big gash runs down one side, and you can see his left eye does not close fully. You can see the tints of blue light dancing from it. New York hesitates a moment before thawing you out, but he does, releasing the fifth and final person. Heem, your piece is interrupted by a rather unusual group of strangers. <laughs> You hear the chilly ice come out of his nose, partly solid, mostly air now, as he slowly pulls himself from the ice. The orc looks between each of you, then nods in approval. Very good. His eyes dart upward once more before returning to the rest of you. Follow. We must stay low. There's a cave nearby. Um, um, I'll definitely follow, but I- I'm just trying to figure out um, um, if... Did you say we were in the path, the, the path of malice? Are you surprised? Um, yes. The path of what? Malice. Surely you've heard of it. Where the worst souls go for doing terrible deeds in their past lives. My imagination has really outdone itself this time. <laughs> the words you speak must be false, as I was simply a stonemason. And I do not believe stonemasonry is against the divine will. Mm, all right, a stonemason in the path of malice. A liar, too, I see. Just follow me, I'll explain everything. I'm an acolyte of the path of mercy. Yeah, yeah. And benevolence. He waves you off and he keeps walking. I'm going to pinch myself. Ah, what the? Oh, wait, this isn't a dream? No, please hurry. There is a dragon in these peaks we should be avoiding. Uh, dragon? Are, there's dragons on the dead part? That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Real dragons, yes. What's the dragon's name? Oh, that I, I don't know. He's just... Well, he's legendary around these parts, just that there is one. An ancient white dragon. 
a shudder runs through my body as I inch slightly closer to the elf. I don't know. I think dragons are fine fellows. Sure, I'm sure you do. Please, this way. And he leads the five of you to uh, a little cave. I mean, tiny. Even in the dark of night, you you can see the back of this cave. It's more of like a nook, really, in the mountain. He plops down on the ground, his back up against the side. Sit. I will answer your questions. I guess I, <clears throat> I'll walk over... You know, lean against the, the side of the cave, and I'll just kind of slink down to the bottom. Uh, uh, I mean, I have quite a few questions. Uh, one, I mean, I mean, the path of malice, that, I mean, yeah, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I feel like I was a good person. Everyone always does, huh? <laughs> but here you are, so you must not realize just how evil a human you've been. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't listen to him. I don't think he's aware of our plight. I think our souls have been trapped here. Or perhaps missorted. Oh, sure, sure. Blame the sorting for your predicament. But that is not important. What's important is that you are here, and I unfortunately need your help. Um, um, <clears throat> right. Um, what would, what kind of help are, are you looking for? Uh, I am Prince Morath. Belior, heir to the Belior throne, and for those of you who have been dead a long time, in the last few years, my father's kingdom, my future kingdom, has been conquered by the Valo Empire, and my father is too great a coward to do anything about it. But I will not stand for this. There are orcs here. The path of tenacity, it is close by. There are many orcs who inhabit this place. We have a long-standing treaty with them, but, well, my father does not seek rebellion as I do. And he pulls out uh, a little string of light. This is a letter of sorts. My father sends an envoy to the orcs every month or so. I need you to intercept them. I need you to slaughter them and replace them. And you will travel to the orcs in their place, and you will give them this. It is a summons. It is a rebellion. So this deed is to be done, and truly, in our place here in the Path of Malice? I think not. Should you do this, and you return with their response, I will give you bodies back, and you may return to Vitara, to the land of the living where you belong. And what you do there is up to you. If you want your second chance, I couldn't care less. But this is how you get that second chance. Yes, I would anything, anything at all. Oh, if you would. If you recognized who I am, you would know that I'm not even from Vitara. I'm a druid of Noctara. Yes, and you died and ended up here all the same. That does not matter. I came here asking, seeking, for five murderers. Five people willing to do this. Did I make a mistake? I can put you back in that ice elf. No, no, no mistake. No mistake at all. Ah, uh, see, the tiefling has spirits. At least she isn't lying to herself about what she is. I know exactly what I am. The only life I've taken in my entire life was that of one who... Aim to hurt me and my friends. I don't care about your circumstance, elf. 
Again, if you wish, I can put you back in the ice and find another who is willing to do this task. I nudge the elf in the ribs and cast him a look. This orc is is evil. And he intends us to do evil for him. It doesn't matter what he intends us to do. Just shut up and do it. Would oh. you mind if we had a side huddle to discuss our uh, predicament? Mm, should I let five of the worst of the worst scheme behind my back? I take offense at this. I disagree with this. My memories show no evil. I've always practiced the way of good on the path of mercy. The orc rolls his eyes and groans. Fine. You have five minutes. <laughs> and he leaves the cave. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm not a killer. Guys, I don't know how I died. Uh, guys, I, I really don't know what happened. I think I was just sleeping at the monastery and then I died. I really don't know. But on a side note, I'm kind of torn because like, I want to go back because I think my sensei is in danger, but I'm not really sure. But if I died and went in the path of malice, I must have been a really evil person. I mean, sensei never really told us anything about the past. It doesn't kinda matter only- where you came from. Quite. That's what you don't understand. None of you understand. It doesn't matter if you were good or bad or any illusion that you may have fed yourself. If it were my doing, I would, and I were armed as I have been in the past, I would just kill him. Well, I mean, he, he he knocked us out of the the dead path, and, and yeah, so since it would he, be quite for his evil purposes, the orc is the only key we have to get out of here. Just do what he says. The tiefling speaks wisdom. I've only heard rumors. You would know better, elf. But there's no other way out of here. I have no way of knowing how to exit the path of malice. There is no way. I've only spent my time in the path of mercy. There is no way to escape the path of malice. Those souls who stay in malice are here forever, for all eternity, for being the monsters that we were in our past life. And how does this orc have the power to free us? That is a good point. That probably means he's one of those, like, really strong people. I I don't know if we should fight him. I agree. Hmm. Sion, you look like a smart man. Ask him what power he has to release us from here, and pray do it in a way that doesn't offend him. I'll turn as, like, the whole head, all of our heads from the group turn and look at the orc. (laughs) Completely normally, you know. He's standing outside the cave entrance, uh, his back to you, just kind of whistling, making himself look, you know, like he's not listening to this. (laughs) I'll turn around and look at the group and just roll my eyes, and I'll stand up and go approach him. I'll stand up. Before you go... um, all I will say is my part in this is only to go as far as it takes us to figure out how to do away with this evildoer. We can play along, but I don't think we should follow through with his mission that he's thinking we're going to carry out on his behalf. A rebellion against other orcs? That's, hmm. I have no business in that. I'm an elf. Wise words, I believe. But I kind of don't want to go back into eternal suffering, if that was suffering. I don't remember, but I feel like it was suffering. Agreed. I would also like to be undead. I have a tea time I would like to get to. <laughs> right. Blink. <laughs> I'll shake the elf's hand off of me as he grabbed me to stop me, and I'll go and approach the orc. The orc will flinch away from you when he notices that you're there. Oh, yes. Afraid of a stonemason? Not afraid of a stonemason. Afraid of a gith, yes. Despite uh, what your father has made in the gith into, I am not one of them. I may have engaged in a little industrial sabotage from time to time, but that hardly warrants the path of malice. So, either you are a skilled trickster, or you are actually correct, and we are here whether we believe it or not. It is wise to follow what you say. We agree. He nods, and then turns back down to the cave, 
And that now he addresses all of you. Perhaps I started us, started us off on the wrong foot. Clearly, some of you, and he looks to the elf, think that you do not belong here. And I know I do not belong here. I know, I've heard you. Now, while I will not engage in this philosophical drip-drab, I will try a different approach. My kingdom does not belong under the rule of Emperor of Carvis, so this is a war for liberation, and hopefully, with an army of orcs at our back, there will be no war. Perhaps then the Emperor, who is known to be a genius and a tactician, will be smart enough to liberate us, to set us free, to prevent such bloodshed. So if you want to do good, perhaps this is good. Sounds perfect to me. Let's see where this takes us, Orc. He walks over to the tiefling and hands you the little string of light. This is a thought strand, the orc says as he hands it to you. I take it tentatively. It will not hurt you. Here, ghosts, spirits, souls, whatever the five of you want to call yourselves, it is difficult for you to handle physical objects. So this is how we send messages here in Noctara through these. The orcs should give you one in return, an answer to the summons. If you bring that answer... To Thekum, it is a big, big city in the path of truth. I will be waiting there for you, and I will restore all five of your vessels, your bodies, and with them you do whatever you want. I do not care. I take the string and I, I put it in my pocket, bowing my head. Anything, anything at all to get out of here. Perfect. And the rest of you? I mean, I, I really don't want to stay here, and I, I really don't want to go back in the ice either, but um, if that turns us back physical, am I going to get shoes? Because I'm really worried that the snow is going to be cold. Oh, um, I will pay you as well, if you like. You can purchase shoes. You're going you're gonna to pay me enough to purchase shoes? Yes. That's I... the nicest thing I've ever heard from anyone. I'm in. Whoa, 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 the old sport. <laughs> you didn't mention gold. Ah, The tiefling rolls her eyes. Ah, the path of malice, of course. I should have known my audience better. Yes, you should have. Bodies, gold, whatever you want. As I said, I'm a prince. The prince, the heir. Whatever you want is yours. Ah, good. It looks like it's settled then. Uh, uh, I do have one other question. We're going to intercept said orcs and... um, I mean, maybe diplomatically, but I feel like you want to solve this with violence. But if we're going to do violence, that's fine. But aren't we spirit? Like, we're spirits. And they're not. Are, are we going to, like, haunt them? <laughs> Ooh. Yes, I can't really do much with this cane. Maybe I could bop them. Oh, uh, right, right. You're new around these parts. Let me be clearer about your situation. There is a guild. They're called the Lore Guild. And they are all ghosts. They are responsible for sending messages across Noctara. You will be intercepting these envoys, the ones who are being sent to the orcs, the physical ones, the ones who live here. You'll be killing spirits, something I cannot do as I am still alive, and then impersonating these spirits, these envoys. You will convince the orcs to join me in this rebellion. How do we impersonate 
orc spirits. The lore guild employs all manner of spirits, not simply orcs. You will just be killing the ones who are tasked with sending this message. Why must we kill them? Would, would you propose that you show up with them? No. Couldn't we imprison them? Or otherwise not do them harm, other than to impede their progress? If they return to the guild with news that a lie has been sent to the orcs, that becomes very problematic for my rebellion, don't you think? You keep talking about your rebellion. It sounds like a selfish matter between you and other orcs. Oh, Elf, if you say one more thing about your path of mercy bullshit. <laughs> I swear on all of the demigods, I will put you back where you belong. I grab the elf by his sleeve and yank him as hard as I can behind me. Ow. <laughs> I've never seen a soul so far gone that they think they are this good. I step on his toe before he can open his mouth again. <laughs> Shh! Why'd you do that? You know why I did that? Be quiet. I think this is gonna go well. <laughs> I am worried if I am to be honest, but I unfortunately don't have enough power to thaw out more. The five of you are what I am stuck with. I will have to trust that you will do what is right and free my kingdom. Where do we start? To the west. The Path of Malice is a large, very, very large island. But if you follow a river that starts here in these peaks, and you follow it all the way to the shore, to the west, I have chartered a boat. A ship there will take you to where you need to be to intercept the envoys. Is this satisfactory for you? And how is navigation supposed to happen when there is no sun above? Ah, uh, it is true. Noctahara is always night, but, well, to be frank, I am not a ship captain. This is an answer I cannot give, but if you ask the captain, I'm sure he can uh, talk your ear off about how this works. Navigation is by the stars here. By the stars? In the sky. Yes, it is stormy here, but this place sucks. <laughs> In all the places, the, the sky is clearer, such as... I suppose as you've never seen a star. I have read of them, and read of their beauty in many poems. We had many stars. Could we save the small talk for when we're on our way? The tiefling is right. I see well in the darkness as well. This is my home. As do Noctara I. Noctara is where I belong. And yet you do not know of paths from the path of malice? I don't... I didn't say I didn't know of it. I just don't know my way around it. I've never been here. Well, he clearly stated he was a good noodle, so <laughs> he clearly doesn't belong here. A good noodle. Yes. <laughs> I will have to make a note of that. What is, is a, a noodle? Term, oh, you've never had noodles before. What's a noodle? Oh, oh, they're lovely. This man is a man of culture. Well, I am a prince. And he gives a slight bow. I'll bow back to him. Perhaps ah, when we mm -hmm. get on the boat, you can tell me more about this noodle. I can tell you right now. <laughs> no, perhaps you not waste my time. <laughs> Being here is not good for my complexion, frankly. <laughs> this place really is awful. So if we could get this ball moving or rolling. Oh, one simple question. In this ghostly form, do I need f nourishment? No, no. In this form, you do not need food nor water. However, you can still be harmed. You will be harmed not as easily, but if someone were to swing a sword at you, you would still feel pain. So be careful. 
If you die here, your soul will be gone. That's it. The end. No more second chances. So be careful. Uh, particularly here, as I said, there is an ancient white dragon in these peaks. It is old, so hopefully you won't have much trouble with it, but don't try to fight it. Just run. You might also run into residents of this place. Those who found their own way out of the ice. Oh, oh, mm. there's multiple ways of getting out of the ice. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, also, I just have to clarify, um, Sensei always said not to call them residents, but to call them clients. So if we could re- refer to them as clients. Cl- well, well, actually, he calls them potential clients. Potential clients? Where are you from? I'm raking two hands <laughs> through my, my hair. Me what to are call you them talking the about, man? The riffraff you don't associate with. On the other side of the tracks. Orc, before you put them back in the ice, would you just point me in the right direction, please? Yes, yes. As I said, there's a river. If you... It, it is close by. Just Wonderful. follow it west. Yes, sir. And if that is all, I will be taking my own leave. I hope in time I will meet you all in Thekum to restore your bodies. And with that, he shapeshifts. Uh, his, his body, he turns into a snow fox and just scurries off into the snow. All that potential and that is the form he chooses? (laughs) I think that was brilliant. I mean, I I thought it was pretty neat. That was kind of cool. Good show, old sport. New York is no longer here. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, this is crazy. Perhaps you could talk about how crazy our predicament is as we make our way to the river. You have night vision as I do, don't you, Elf? Of course I do. I can see just fine. Then help me find the way. Okay. Well, Jensen, lady, I assume we haven't Introduce ourselves. My name is Jacob Randstar, but you can call me JR. That is all what all my friends call me. Oh, we're already friends? That's pretty cool. Nice well, to meet you, well, JR. of course we're friends. JR. Okay. Very cool. I'm uh, Finian. <coughs> Finian A. Morales. Oh, Finian. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, yes, I, pleasure. I, I don't think I've ever melted, or met an uh, elf before. That's pretty neat. Do you guys all have, like, wood in your head? Most that is not us, polite yeah. to ask. Oh, it's not? I'm so sorry. That's my adornment. We grow these as we get older. The oh, older so it's are, not an offensive question? Come on, JR. No, I'm happy to answer the question. Are they horns? Well, you never know. They're like horns. They're like antlers you might see on a deer. Oh, that's nice. Ah, oh, you're deer people. No, we're tree people. That's why they look like wood. We're denizens of the wood. That's where I come from, the forests. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, my name's Modus, but I just go by Mo. It's an easier name, and people just remember it. You know, it's quicker to say and whatnot. But it's nice to meet you guys. Uh, this is also my first time coming across a tiefling. Very interesting. It's a pleasure to meet you. I kind of comb my hair over my horns. Uh, I don't love having all four sets of eyes on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then skitter ahead, just glancing over my shoulder and calling Tana to let them know. And I am he. Uh, I'm sorry, Heen? Like him? You're him? Heen. Heen. H-E-N. Heen. If I could spell. I don't know if I could spell. Heen. Are you sick? Or I don't know what you are. I believe I am fine. The cold weather here is most interesting. It touches my soul nicely. Ah. Well, that's neat. Are you a that is also not polite. <laughs> that is absolutely a... It is barely a question, more of a statement of fact. Yes, indeed. Oh, I haven't seen too many. I only just left the forest. Githa, 
shall we say, exclusive. We tend to ourselves mostly and hide in caves most of the time. I was one of the few and set out to become a master stonemason with a fellow named Leadfoot. You may have heard of him. Uh, nope. No, not even a little bit. It sounds cool. I'm skittering 15 feet ahead, half listening and half listening for the sound of water. Either way, we should focus and try to expedite our... our Well, hang on, though. Now that that, uh, Mr. Orc Prince isn't here, I have to just real quick, guys, real quick. Uh, I need to be completely honest, guys. I don't think I'm a bad person. I really hope I'm not a bad person. Are you guys bad people? I'm sure you're not a bad person. You all were put here for the wrong reason, or we've been missorted or misdirected here for somebody's evil means. I'm not... No. I've been an acolyte of the Path of Mercy. I was in Vitara for the first time trying to do good, and then I was killed, and here I am. I don't understand at all. I've got into mischief every now and then, but I would say I'm, as I referred to before, a good noodle. Uh, okay, okay, and, um, um, what about you, Heen? Are you, like, a criminal, or, like, what do you guys do in the caves? Is it, like, ritual stuff, or, like, do you guys play cards in there, or, I mean, if you gamble, I heard gambling gets you here. Gambling does occur in some of the Gith caverns. I myself am not prone to it. However, I was working in Dragon Spiral and perhaps expedited a few construction projects. I found water over here. Ah, excellent. You all approach to find that she did in fact find water, though it is mostly frozen. Uh, But it is a river and it does appear to run down the mountain and west. Ah, good job, madam. You're welcome. Uh, hang on, we didn't actually get your name. I feel really rude just calling you Tiefling. That, like, feels really mean. I believe she said her name was Tanya? You can call me Tiefling, you can call me whatever you want, because after this, we won't know each other for very long. But if you must, it's Tana. Perhaps we will remember each other, though. We will have our new bodies. That's true. Remember, don't remember, it doesn't matter. We can go get a nice cup of tea. Sure. Can we follow this river? I'm going to be a few feet away from but the river because I'm not a fan of water. Tana, you look familiar to me. I know you we do, We knew too. each other in the past life. I believe we did. <gasps> Interesting. Does that mean you guys died together? Are you I guys would. a couple? Oh, my God. That's so cool. I don't know. Definitely the not a couple. Aren't that good. Oh. Definitely. Oh, well, this, this is just plain awkward then. I think we should probably follow the river and, and just forget that I asked that. I'm going to be honest. I don't even remember dying. Last thing I remember was me and the boys were out having a nice cup of tea, getting real rowdy at night. We even had extra sugar. <laughs> I was quite late that night. I skitter at catty corner to the river, trying to keep equidistant from these men and also the water. Actually, and pointedly don't answer the question about whether I was good or not, because I'm not really sure. To be fair, I think it is a good idea to tell each other how we died, because then I guess we can really gauge if we're evil or not. Does that make sense? Like, I think I was asleep and my back really hurts, so I think either, like, maybe I was trying to crack my back really hard and then it <laughs> didn't work, or maybe someone stabbed me, but that doesn't make sense, because Sensei wouldn't allow weapons on, on the monastery property. I don't think so. So, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Are you really that naive? What? You were clearly murdered. What? That's no. Even I can see that. How would other... You wouldn't have died cracking your back in your sleep? <laughs> well, I, I did hear once there was a gentleman who cracked his back a little too hard. I'm snickering in myself. It might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. How long have you been dead? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Are we from the... Are we, like, from the same 
t- time. Does that make sense? Or did we all come from different times and now we're just all no together? No idea. God, I hope not. King Belior is familiar to me, so I believe I, I am like from just... recent times. Ah, hmm. okay, okay, that makes sense. Very good. That makes sense. That's I feel good. like Tana and I must have from the same timeline because I re- remember her. Well, if you know each other, then probably. I... All I remember was fighting orcs as part of my first mission huh. to Vitara and. Goblins. I tense up. Goblins? I tense up <laughs> shoulders and mutter something about goblins under my breath. But you, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. by goblins. How could you hear that? Mm. I was muttering it under my breath. <laughs> no, something bigger and more sinister. <laughs> Here, goblins. <laughs> I call over my shoulder. <laughs> Sorry, goblins. I've got orcs on the brain. Um... No, something bigger and more sinister, although my uh, recollection isn't ah, so good. Like ah, like a king goblin. A when a bunch of goblins no, combine together to make like a winged, one. Like a yeah, winged, a winged messenger of death. A winged messenger I, of I, death. I mean, like, I'm not like... That's all I remember. Super intuitive, but that kind of sounds like a dragon. The smell of decay, death, oh. and fear. I don't think dragons smell like decay. I, I've never really smelled a dragon, but... Um, they, they smell might, like... They might. Dragons, I suppose. It was painless. I don't remember suffering. Well, that's good. You walk in awkward uh, small talk for a <laughs> while longer. Very awkward. <laughs> and as you walk, the weather somehow worsens as if the driving snow wasn't bad enough. Everyone make a DC 12 constitution save. <gasps> the first roll. For those of you listening who are new to D&D... Uh, DC stands for difficulty class. It's the number the players need to beat on their die in order to avoid some negative effect. So for those of you who fail... Uh, which I did with an 8. Yeah, that fails. <laughs> Anyone who rolled less than a 12... I did. I need you to take 5 cold damage from the weather. <gasps> so cold. The cold weather reinvigorates me with my natural 20. Wow. And in nice. fact, I... Dang. Pick up step a little bit to catch up to Tanya. <laughs> Tana. Tana. I glance it at you out of the corner of my eye and don't say much else. A few hours into the downward hike, the path eventually evens out into a plateau. Visibility in these conditions is bad, to say the least. And only now that you're here do you notice the dark figures drifting up ahead. And these figures, unfortunately, seem to notice you the moment you notice them and very aggressively start drifting towards you. I let out a hiss. We should run. We don't know if they're hostile. We should ask them. Good gentlemen, are you friend or foe? (laughs) They are definitely foe. Run. (laughs) As I've already been running. (laughs) These souls, they're souls, but unlike the rest of you, their forms are distorted and faceless. Instead of clothing, they're wrapped in shadows and drag chains behind them as they float. These, some of you might know from stories, are wraiths. Fuck. And they waste no time in catching up and waste no time in attacking. I need everyone to roll initiative. That's what's up. I got that natural 20. Lucky. (laughs) It's those chipmunk reflexes kicking in. (laughs) Right? (laughs) JR, what is your initiative? 
Seven. <laughs> Modus. I got a natural 20. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. 14. Finian. Five. And Tana. 11. Uh, and for those of you unfamiliar with D&D, these are the, this is the order in which they will go in combat. There are three wraiths, and these wraiths are about 30 feet away from you at this point. Modus, it is your turn. Uh, oh, man, let's see. Um, I'm going to turn around and uh, I'm going to yell at them. Uh, okay, guys, listen, you better leave or else uh, I'm going to have to use what Sensei taught me. And I mean, he, he taught me only to use the martial arts to recruit people, but I'm pretty sure I have to use it in self-defense. So you guys better not come over here. And then I'm just going <laughs> to ready my action for whenever one of them passes by me. And, and you guys notice uh, the the stance he has taken is not very martial artsy. <laughs> During the time of your monologue, one of the wraith managed to close the 30-foot distance to you uh, and immediately swipes at you. With this, this spectral claw, it attacks, but it misses. Just barely it misses you. Oh, whoa. Huh. Uh, would this be the time I would use my readied action to attack back? Yes. All right, here we go. Let's see. First attack will be a 15. That hits. All right. Uh, I guess as he floats over, I'm going to panic kick. Just kick straight <laughs> forward, and it happens that, to be that the ghost is there. So uh, that ghost will take six damage from a foot that has no shoe. Uh, you must have some good calluses. <laughs> your foot connects with it, which surprises you because it's a ghost, but you're also a ghost, so you do six damage to it. You know, if you don't cut your toenails, you can do some slashing damage with that. <laughs> Maybe some poison damage. <laughs> hmm, it is your turn. I'm stunned. I look at the ghost as they approach me. I haven't been in combat before. I don't know what I'm doing but I feel my fingers move slightly on their own in the way of the shapers. Scions that can project re their reality into actual reality and create physical form. And my fingers trace a small square, forming larger and larger, but holding steady. I'm not sure what's going on as I ready to cast. Tana, it is your turn. I run as far as I can, about 30 feet away, and crouch in the grass, throwing up my blade ward because I don't know what these assholes are, and I don't want to take a chance. Another wraith will float very aggressively towards Modus, who is just standing awkwardly at the front of the pack. <laughs> Sorry, And it Modus. will attack you. <laughs> and it will hit. It's claws connecting to do four necrotic damage. Oh, okay. Oh, oh no. They can definitely hit us, guys. You, Shit. <laughs> I need you to make a DC 13 constitution save. Ooh, 16. You pass. Nice. Nothing else happens. Uh, the third wraith, the third and final wraith, notices our scion gift doing something weird, and it doesn't like it, whatever it is, and it drifts over to you and tries to spear you with its claw. And as it comes close enough, my hand moves on its own, casting the small purple square that is now glowing slightly and it glows brighter as it forms into full size and a five foot wall of marble stands before it cast in a ethereal purple blocking the wraith's attack the wraith misses now 
both because there's a wall in front of you and it's confused where this wall could have sprung forth from. JR, it is your turn. Oh, look at the elf. Well, I guess it's time to get rowdy. <laughs> I'll pull out my, uh, hold my staff and throw it up and catch it like a sword and flick it and it turns into a long sword Sweet. and I get ready for the f- to fight. Me? <laughs> Do you, you remain where you are. That was my action. I have to use Ah. Finian, it is your turn. Are there any wraiths that aren't literally standing next to one of my there are Comrades. two wraiths standing next to Mo and one wraith standing next to Heen. So three total, and yes. they're all they're all in adjacent. Melee yes, combat. Yes, um, I'm gonna move, take a move a move of thirty feet, <clears throat> making more distance between me and the combat, and I'm gonna take a chance and fire off an ice knife. Okay, at one of the two mm-hmm. that's attacking Mo. Ooh, that's pretty cool. All right, so roll to hit with your attack. No, that's an 11. I mean, they're ghosts. Maybe they don't have a high AC. <laughs> <laughs> the 11 misses. Good trials, Paul. <laughs> Modus, it is your turn. Uh, okay, guys, seriously, if there's two of you now, I'm, I'm really going to have to take this seriously. Don't make me do this. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to use a key point. And I'm going to use Flurry of Blows. So I'll get two attacks. Uh, and then I recently learned you get a thing called a key fuel attack. So I technically get three, which is pretty Great. cool. Sounds good to me. So I'll just attack the one that I uh, already kicked. And, you know, Mo's going to close, or I guess I'm going to close my eyes. And then I'm just going to just start punching forward. <laughs> it's not graceful <laughs> by any means. And let's see. I rolled a. 20, not not, a 23, and a 21. With an armor value of 12, all three of those hit. <laughs> the Wraith does not know what to make of this. Uh, neither does Mo. <laughs> this is not typically how his, his fights go. <laughs> Alright, he will take... Uh, he will take 13 damage. It is now his turn. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm biting my nails from the tall grass as I watch this. <laughs> Yeah, crouched in the snowy grass. Hating every second of it because of the snow. The wraith will attack you back violently, more than before. It seems angry. That makes sense. And it hits for four more necrotic damage. And once again, I need you to make a constitution save. All right, Dice, don't fail me now. You can do it. Nice, another 16. He succeeds. Heen, it is your turn. My brain, finally catching up to my body's actions, realizes... This is simply what I've done. This is how I do stone cutting. This is how I do stone masonry. And looking at my outstretched arm holding the construct in place, I flick my wrist and the construct falls on it, attacking it and landing with a 23. The wall tips over and lands on this wraith. (laughs) As the psionic power clashes with the astral power of the wraith, sparks fly up both purple and blue from it but it manages to successfully fight it back as it only takes three force damage. Tana, it is your turn. I'm watching from the grass, seeing everybody get their butts handed to them and muttering to myself that I really don't want to do this, but I need to do something. So I'm getting ready to throw up my scorching ray 
three different beams of pure undulating fire at each one of the wraiths. One for 15, one for 25, one for 13. All three of those hit. Nice. I let out a whoop as the first one takes five damage, the second one takes seven damage, and the last one takes nine damage. Ooh, and then wonderful. I duck back down, <laughs> just in case. Just behind this sort of snowy hill. Which, again, I'm covered in melting snow and just hating my life right now. <laughs> so much fire just out of the dark. We're probably all blinded briefly from this. Just can't see what's going on. Ah! One of the wraiths that was near Mo sees this fire and is curious. It took, just took nine damage from this fire. So a combination of curious and uh, very, very angry, and it will wander over to you. Does that give me an attack of opportunity? Yes, it does. You mm. may attack it as Please. it turns its back to you. <laughs> uh, no, he can proceed. <laughs> I mutter something under my breath. <laughs> uh, he will, and he will hit you with a natural 20. Fuck. Mm. I don't even bother throwing up my shield because I am just screwed at this point. <laughs> so all I can do is cower and whimper as it hits me straight on. With his critical hit, he hits you for 12 necrotic damage. Okay. And you must make a DC 13 constitution save. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna go ahead and use my initiative for advantage on this one. Yeah, your inspiration. Yeah. What did I say? Initiative. Sure, that, that okay. too. <laughs> um, and you know what? I got 20. Great, you succeed. The other wraith will attack you, Mo, and it will miss. Oh, oh I got you that time. <laughs> Are you dodging its attacks? Are you vaguely actually good at what you're doing? I actually don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really bad at what yeah, it's doing. Yeah. JR. Uh, I assume, which one's closer? Would you uh, say? Uh, the one attacking Heen is closest. I will move to that one and with one arm behind my back, stance up and swing at it <laughs> with my sword with a nine. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little out of practice. Tricky ghosts. <laughs> and you miss. Finian, it is your turn. Hey, Finian. I forgot that when I get hurt, I can totally just go scorched earth for a second. So I'm pretty pissed off at these wraiths right now. So I'm gonna throw up my hands, even though I'm bleeding pretty badly, and I'm gonna throw out my hellish rebuke. Nice. For uh, a lot. Wow, that's a good roll. <laughs> uh, it fails its save against your spell. Mm, all right, well, my. 3d10 for damage is 8, 9, and 9, so we'll just go ahead Whoa. and half that. Wow, wow, wow. No, he fails it, so he takes oh, full damage. We're going to take the full one and <laughs> punch that motherfucker in the face with fire. He is successfully punched directly in the face by your fire. Fantastic. Finian, please go right ahead. As a bonus action, I um, <clears throat> sprinkle some something or other on a, a frozen pebble I find in the ground, and um, having nothing other than my arms and feet and legs for weapons, I throw this rock which is now imbued with some sort of druid voodoo at the nearest wraith. Right, that would be the one next to Heen. Alright. Okay. I think that's a 14. That hits. Uh, with six damage. It takes six damage. Bludgeoning damage. Ooh. Ooh. 
Modus, it is back to you. Uh, uh, shocked that this, uh, this wraith didn't hit me that time. I'm, I'm gonna look at the wraith, uh, kind of look into his face. Do I see any sort of, like, sanity left? <laughs> Under his spectral hood is just emptiness. There was maybe once a face there, but he is too long gone at this point. Ah. Well, um, excuse me, Mr. Ace, but I, I can't help but notice you missed your last attack. Maybe you should come check out the moving monastery. Uh, you know, I, I actually didn't think I could fight, and I'm going to spend my entire turn explaining to him. <laughs> you're, you're, you're giving him a sales pitch? Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm bleeding in the melting snow, I'm letting out a oh, groan. Oh, I'm, I'm also bleeding, but I'm taking the time to explain to this wraith. I mean, uh, actually, I'm, you know, for example, I really didn't know how to attack, but, but check this out, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll attack him again. Uh, ooh, that one definitely hits. Uh, I'm only, I'm not going to use some key for this, because I feel like I was spending some time chatting. <laughs> so he will take four damage. He will take four. Uh, he, he was maybe listening to you, but then yes. you attacked him, so he's <laughs> yes. going to attack you back. No, it was an example. <laughs> well, here's his example. He hits Ouch. <laughs> for seven necrotic damage. Ooh. How are these wraiths doing? Are they even stumbling? It's have so we, have we given to, them a paper cut? It's so hard to tell, though some of them seem to be a bit more faded than they were at the start of this fight. Have a we bit, not killed one yet? Not yet. All Fuck. three are still here. We need oh, to call the Ghostbusters. Uh, coughing out a good amount of blood, I'll tell him. <laughs> okay, that was pretty good. Heem, <laughs> it is your turn. I agree. <laughs> Realizing that JR is probably more words than action, and he's Ouch. going to be struggling against this wraith here very soon, I'm going to release the solidity of my construct, and as the walls, five-foot wall slowly falls through the wraith, I'm going to re-solidify it, attempting to grab it in its cage. Uh, it needs to make a strength save, DC 14. It fails. It is now restrained, caught within the, the fake, but also distinctly real marble. That is my trick. Tana, it is your turn. I see that this wraith is caught up in this marble, which is fantastic, and I throw up my hands in burning hands, and a mass of fire explodes, hitting this wraith, we hope. For 24. He makes a save against your spell, and you roll damage. We got a nine. Ooh, hot He fails his save, so he spells. takes nine fire damage. Fantastic. And this wraith is destroyed. It screams as the fires consume it, and it only takes a moment for the shadows and the chains and everything to just dissipate. I skitter 30 feet away as far as I possibly can before the next one comes swooping down. And that's his teamwork. <laughs> High five. <laughs> I'll awkwardly kind of raise my hand and then push my hand forward in a clearly not high five motion. Almost more like I'm pushing a block. <laughs> Still bleeding. I'll take what I can get. JR, it is your turn. So I, I will move to the... How many are around, Mo? Uh, one is left by Mo. Yeah, I'll move to that one and then swing at him. Ah, like this. Not 20. Ooh, that's wonderful. There we you go. That. Thank you. Now. As much appreciated. <laughs> For nine slashing magical damage. Ooh. It takes nine slashing magical damage. And you notice that the area that you cut is 
completely gone from it as your sword cuts through it. Like, like you have actually dissipated part of its soul, part of its being. Finian, it is your turn. How far am I from Tana? Uh, she ran into the snow. She's some 40 feet away from you. I'm just hiding under a heap of it. Can I get to her and also cast a spell? That's what I have to think about here. Does your spell have range? No. <laughs> then probably not. I wave oh, feebly <laughs> from wait, the wait, wait, snow, wait. using the water to yes, uh, like, does. get some of my blood off. <laughs> Noticing her distance from me, I take a moment to contemplate, which type of healing magic would work best from this distance and I cast healing word gives you four points uh, as squishy as I am with only three left I am begrudgingly grateful for that Heen, barely visible against the thick white clouds above you notice a pale creature soaring amidst the falling snow its attention is firmly on the plateau on you and your group. The dragon lets out a roar and its call echoes through the mountains. And then the mountains seem to answer back with the crashing sound of thunder. It takes you a moment to realize that it's not thunder, but the sound of snow cascading down the peak in Avalanche. And that is where we'll continue next week. No! (laughs) Don't stop there! Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, our first episode, in fact. If you enjoyed it, come roll with us on Facebook, Patreon, and Discord. We even have a website. I'd I'd like to thank Kibbles Tasty for his homebrew options, particularly the Scion class, the Dragon Warlock subclass, and the Outcast Monk subclass, which are all featured in this campaign, and you'll see more of them as we go. Uh, I'd also like to thank Michael Gelfi Studios for supplying this chapter's music, including Frozen Tundra and Bones of the Forsaken. There are tons of tracks on his YouTube channel, so go check them out. And that's all I have for today. Woo-hoo. Thanks again for listening. Bye, everyone. See you guys. See you up, guys. See you. Bye. Hi, future Joey here. And future Rachel. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the first episode of our campaign. We we really can't thank you enough. Oh. As of recording this little addendum, we just finished recording episode 37. Uh, We are still going strong and having an absolute blast. Yeah. When we recorded this episode, the one that you just listened to, I mean, at that point, we were selling a dream, right? We didn't necessarily know where it was going to go. Now, eight, nine months later, it's a reality and we are having so much fun. So... I'd like to take a minute to talk to you all about our Patreon and what maybe you're missing out on. Uh, Our patrons have a crazy amount of power. Mm -hmm. They roll dice that replace our players' roles. Yeah, for better or for worse, right? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, They vote every month on things that affect the story and the plot and the world. They voice NPCs and they name everything. Mm -hmm. Items, people, places. And that's just to say a few things that they have control over. Yeah, my favorite item maybe that I've ever seen in D&D, designed by our patrons. Um, So guys, come join. Dip your toe in for $2 a month. If you hate our guts, you don't want to spend time with us. (laughs) Number one, you're crazy, but you can always cancel. No big deal. And who knows? You might ascend to deity. Either way, we hope you stick around for episode two and beyond, and we really look forward to meeting you. Yeah, we can't wait, guys.